Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, Alicia Brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life. Now, before we go any further, I'm no doctor, no psychiatrist, no psychologist. I have, however, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years. And to be honest, I got to a point in my life where I was looking at the person I was becoming versus the person I wanted to be. And that, among other things, required me to look at my mental health responsibly. So whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips, tricks, and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life. Pull up a seat, kick up your feet. This is your family, man. Welcome home. No judgment zone. Let's get right into it. This week, episode 404, Soup Yourself. Let's go. I gotta feed the streets. Hey, let's get it. Let's get it. Y'all might hear that a couple of times in here. We're gonna test that out, man. It's a little drop just in case. I don't own any of the music, but like I was talking about in one of my previous episodes, man, sometimes y'all gotta play certain music to get myself into my into my zone, into my mode, man. Let's get into it. Like he said, I gotta feed the streets, man. Welcome to another episode of Medicine Ball Podcast. Uh Real quick, let's get into the intros. I want everybody uh, called to action. If you can, please share, tell a friend to tell a friend to follow me on all my social medias. Uh, that's Instagram, Medicine Ball, Snapchat, which I'm still learning how to use. I sound old. Uh, the tag is, or the uh, social media uh, to find me is Medicine Ball LS in the number three. That's right, Medicine Ball LS3. You can also go on Facebook and join the group, like the page. Medicine Ball, you'll be able to see it, the same icon that's uh, associated with my podcast. I appreciate all the love and support. Um, Shouts out to y'all. Um, Really quick, uh, music, man, a lot of people have been asking me about the music contact. So if you want to reach me in reference to music or working with me on beats, man, you... You can inbox me, like, right on anywhere, but you have to not look like a scam for me to, like, take it serious. If it looks scammy, like, humbly, I have so many inboxes, like, I'm I'm, I'm probably going to scroll over it, right? So uh, reach out to me there. I have a music page. Um, go fish around a little bit. You'll be able to find it. Shoot me an email. Reach out to me. Definitely more than willing to work with anybody humbly. I appreciate y'all on that. And merch. Uh, this is almost a question as well. Um, I'm still working on getting somebody to 
produce more than just a few so like not like major distributor level but like mid-level um i'm not looking for anything cheap i'm looking for something reasonable reasonable turnaround i have some people in mind who i'm gonna go ahead and you know what i mean make it happen with but this is also a call to action so if you do like hoodies merchandise is quality decent turnaround man name your price i'm not trying to get no discounts you want to work with me let's work if not to those who are asking about it it is coming here at the start of second quarter at the very very least all right and last but certainly not least uh r.i.p kobe bryant um the last couple of seasons around this time it's the passing or the anniversary of kobe bryant and his daughter and all the people on the helicopter right because it wasn't just kobe but rest in peace to all of them in that tragic tragic helicopter crash um normally i do kind of a montage or a tribute to kobe with the acronym or whatnot um i decided to do something else this year you know just kind of mix it up shake the monotony if you're somebody who's new uh fret not go back and check on one of the previous seasons around this time uh rest in peace to kobe and that's very fitting to this week's episode 404 suit yourself you know one thing i remember and i think a couple of lakers greats have said it or it's a laker thing period he was always talking about when he wore the yellow on yellow lakers jerseys he was always talking about suiting up in the golden armor right even kobe it was this idea of battle and being uh in this golden armor in this week's episode 404 suit yourself let's get into it i gotta feed the streets all right i'm gonna stop playing with it i'm so silly okay so we've been <laughs> we've been talking about like energy uh reactions re uh in situations we've been talking about decisions uh 35,000 or 30,000 average uh, decisions that we make daily and uh emotional discipline and all of this is kind of centered around, and I think, uh, your ability to handle life and what it throws at you, but more importantly, your ability to handle it under duress, right? A lot of people, and this just comes from my conversations, you know, as a leader at work, as a leader outside of work in various different situations, not all, not all, a lot of people, a lot of us as humans, we will tell you like, if someone's like, hey, do you have strengths and weaknesses or do you think you can approve? We will most likely nine times out of ten say yes, not because we really feel that way, but because we know that if we didn't say that, it is not, like, socially acceptable, which in itself can be, like, weird because it's always the almost the long way around instead of just keeping it real. But, you know, I see it often, and I don't blame it on anybody uh myself included i don't hold it against anybody but you have to be able to handle life effectively under duress and just honestly uh the majority isn't good at it i'm not gonna say they're just bad at it but a majority of people aren't good at it they're not effective let's say that they're not effective about it with with it right so i want to start off just piggybacking on everything else we've been talking about um speaking on just like what i was talking about and that's uh your ability to improve or if you want to really improve or do you th think you have weaknesses i can't stress this enough and it's in you know the greats right in any aspect whether you're talking sports uh minds intelligence inventors you know financial you know entrepreneurs and all that type of things it's in them they are able to critically immediately and unemotionally better than others 
accept and identify not just their strengths, but their weaknesses. So, for instance, you always, if you know, or somebody into business, you know, looking at Elon Musk or Bill Gates, you'll always see this kind of common theme where they're like, uh, I surround myself with people who are smarter than me. I don't try to do everything myself. The first thing I try to do is identify who's good at it and I just hire them. Right. And that is an identification of weakness because you're uh, willing to get someone who's stronger than you. And that's like the layman's undercutting term. But they're just like able to identify that no ego with it. The average person, and this comes to entitlement, it comes to uh, arrogance, we all have it, just, especially in leadership, I'll be seeing this all the time, it's just like, you can ask them an equation and have them speak out, and they just like, still don't see that like, hey, what you're doing, you don't have to listen to me, right? You don't have to listen to me, I'm just giving you an alternative to something that you're trying, that you're expressing isn't working for you. You have to do something different gotta do something different side note and i'm being serious if you're if so whoever's listening to this episode if you could tell me where i got this quote from recently the quote is to continue to do the same thing with no insight will yield the same results right continuing to do the same action with no insight will produce the same results goes to that thing we all know about insanity same thing so and i think that i'm gonna you know do an episode here shortly on the best way to like have a come to jesus keep it real with yourself moment so you can start like holding yourself like realistically accountable not in la la gland where we never do anything wrong and you're good or reasonably good and everything we're gonna talk about that at a later episode all right um because it's very important but we're talking about suiting yourself effectively, uh, you know, operating under duress because let's not act like a majority of time as an adult with life is going to have duress. You need to be able to operate in it if you're going to have to deal with it a lot. But um, outside of uh, accepting your strengths and weaknesses, you have to arm yourself or equip yourself properly, right? Suit yourself. It's a phrase that we've all heard, whether it's on TV and conversations or we've actually said in real life. And I'm speaking in reference to myself as well. You know, a majority of the time where I've said that, it's kind of like a sly way of telling everybody, like, all right, you don't get it. Go ahead. Uh, and, and it's like nothing good about it. It's like, okay, go ahead and fail. Right? Suit yourself. As I started thinking about, you know, Kobe and the golden armor and... It's going to be some uh, spiritual in here for those of y'all who know where I'm at. We're going to jump to Ephesians 14, 17 for those of y'all who spiritual want to get it. That's how your preacher be doing. He be throwing it out there so you can go ahead and get there. But um, I was like, I started looking up like, you know, the phrase and where it derived from and what it meant, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, me, I'm just a person who I've always been blessed from God with a way with words. So immediately I'm able to identify like, yo, if you say suit yourself, is it suit or suit with the E, right? I'm always able to do that, which is could be sweet, but we're not going to go there. And then I started thinking differently. Well, when they say suit, do they mean like suit yourself, like dress yourself up or suit yourself or do it your own way? And I was like, man, I, what if we looked at it from a different point of view? This medicine ball. 
Y'all already know how we do it, unless you're in the peanut gallery. And yo, side note, I'm gonna come up with a peanut gallery exercise plan for people who, you know, are newer or having a harder time trying to grasp some of these concepts. But um, suit yourself. So I was like, let's use it in a positive way. So if somebody's like, all right, suit yourself, of course, sly, underhand, you know, you're not taking advice, stubborn, whatever. But how about this? Hey, you going to that job interview? Suit yourself. Now, me being into words and also a natural uh, battle, I watch battle rap, which, uh, you know, makes me into metaphors and all of that. But hey, suit yourself. My mind just goes so many places with it because uh, I could just build on it. So I got to thinking about like when it comes to business and, you know, for women, it would be the equivalent. I don't know if you guys have power. Y'all don't have power suits, but you may have a power blouse or something. Right. But I know in business, a power suit or a suit, along with a couple other things, your watch, your shoes or whatnot. Just that look alone, if you go to an interview, right, like let's just build on the interview thing. When you go to an interview, you don't dress casual, right? Like nine times out of ten, even if you go into an interview to be a a garbage truck man, chances are you're going to put on a button up or something because it's about presentation. It shows that you could clean up, that you could be professional. So, and this is on a previous episode. We'll use it more later on, but like, Man, you better judge people. People are judging you. They just lying to me. Oh, you shouldn't just know you're judging. The way that you look in your appearance when it comes to, let's go back to a power suit, suiting yourself, man, that could give you extra. Bo- Y'all know how we are medicine ball. That's going to give you a few extra bonus points with no energy expounded. Right? We're circling back. I'm keeping it together. I wrote all this down. Follow me. We, we already talked about energy, how it's finite reactions, being, you know, efficient with your energy use. Man, if you could get extra points or, you know, gain advantages in situations without having to do any effort or just by, you know, your appearance, why not? So suit yourself. Then I immediately default to the scripture, um, you know. And I love speaking on the breastplate of righteousness. And I always am very careful when it comes to speaking on a scripture. I don't want to be blasphemous. I don't want to act like a preacher, nothing. But, um, you know, it talks about kind of like, and it almost gets you ready. Like, hey, you got to arm yourself with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. You know what I mean? The shoes of the gospel. You know, a shield of faith, helmet of salvation. You know what I mean? The, uh, the, uh, sword of the spirit or the or the scripture it's like you got to gather it now in the bible i'm not gonna get too deep on it for y'all but you got to be perceptive of words and really look at things like a couple of those things they tell you to wear but they say you can take up the shield of faith right so it's like you grabbing it if you need it you ain't just walking with it all the time or you could grab the helmet of salvation you know those are things that you can gather as needed that are there for you so then i started thinking about that and then i started building on that just that right there and i'm always talking about this so boom we could go to video games man i'm a big halo fan shout out to halo i'm about to get on some halo after this um but i've been playing for a while and just for hours online going into these lobbies and just to where i had gotten so familiar me and my friends with the stages and how it played out like you better grab the right uh you better grab the right weapon weapon selection right 
Man, I remember this nostalgia, man. Like, you know, you get a couple of, I just remember it in a killing spree. Because you don't ran out there with a rocket launcher, but this is a long-distance weapon. And your opponent, they got, they got vehicles on the stage. So let me give you a scenario. You pull up on Halo. You got vehicles on the, uh, on the stage. I'm going to show you the difference between a rookie and experience. Vehicles on the stage and some type of gravity launcher that's supposed to launch you halfway across the stage, right? Then there might be right there next to you a grenade launcher, a shotgun, a handgun, a sniper rifle, right? Now... If you're a rookie, you just go, oh, grenade launcher. Get the grenade launcher and start running across this long stage. You ain't going to make it. Killing spree, right? Headshot. Uh, You may see everybody launching on this gravity thing. And if you're a rookie again, you may, you know, have the rocket launcher just in the air. Get launched off this gravity thing. Go look this stuff up if you want to know what I'm talking about. I'm talking video games. Man, the veterans, they'll shoot you in the midair while you get killing spree, right? So let me tell you how you have to arm yourself and make the proper weapon selection and know what's going on in that situation. Immediately, you spawn into the stage. I look to the left. Boy, I see a warthog, which is like a four by four with a gun on the back. And this thing called, what is it called? A banshee, which is like a solo little flight thing. Immediately, I notice a long distance stage, right? I pick it up. No, um, no, no, um, shotgun. I pick it up. No grenade launcher, period. Right. Unless I'm corresponding with someone. Next thing is. All right. So everybody's going to jump into this little gravity thing because there's people on the opposite side of the map. They got sticky grenades. Man, I'm going to throw a couple of these sticky grenades into the, the the gravity launcher. Right. And then I'll just walk off and then I'll just see on my screen it'll pop up. You killed such and such veteran moves. Right. Then I'm probably going to go grab the sniper rifle and get to the nearest cover. Because you're going to see somebody come flying from the other end in a banshee, right? Or, undoubtedly, you're going to catch two or three dudes in a warthog coming around the corner, right? <laughs> Veteran moves. I rest my case. So, weapon selection or tool selection or, I'm going to build on it, having the right mindset or the attitude or knowing which emotion is most effective for your goal. It's not about right and wrong. We try and get to your goal. Yeah, you should be angry here, but what is your ultimate thing is important. Now, I'm going to leave y'all with one more little personal story about myself and weapon selection before we get into how to go ahead and get more prepared for it and wrap it up. Now, this is a true story. And when this happened, like I was able to, this happened maybe about, almost a year ago because it's winter again but it was such a good story and a good point that i retained it and i didn't know how i was going to work it in but this is perfect so uh as you know i have mamba and uh you know i did some i was real nerdy did my research before i got him uh just in general about dogs you know because i wanted to make sure that he wasn't gonna have an accident in the house and when he did use the restroom he used it in specific spots so I have about an acre total, but on the left side of my house, the neighborhood drainage or runoff is right there. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like when it rains or whatnot from the neighborhood. I don't know how they have it built, but like a majority of it drains from the whole neighborhood down into this big, like maybe two acre space of overgrowth, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, there's a fence around it, 
And because my house is next to it, I have uh, on that side a good amount of fence that runs back um, along a wooded area where, you know, mama can use the restroom, right? So when it rains and whatnot, it could get really bad to the point where, like, I kid you not, you could I feel like you could definitely go jump in and swim around in the amount of water that's there. Like, science is amazing. And sometimes I'll be thinking, like, oh, man, the foundation of my house, but it's set on stone. Uh, side note, ooh, that's a bar, foundation stone. We'll get back to that. But anyway, for the sake of story, let's keep it moving. So mind you, so being that I'm in Georgia, the first thing I'm thinking <laughs> If I, you've been at this house for well over a decade. Nobody been there. Only time owner, right? I'm thinking snakes. Now, since I have been at this house, literally, I have only had two occasions where I have actually put eyes on a living snake, right? The first occasion was walking mamba because these are areas that if I didn't have an animal is no reason, absolutely no reason at all for me to just be chilling in these areas or frequenting them, right? walking mamba so from my back you know you kind of go up this like the way that my i have the like the uh plant set you have to kind of go up this little path hill and then go down into the open area and that's where the runoff is in the fence and all that right so the first time i seen the snake it was coming back towards my house and like he was crossing the pathway and this snake was so small it was probably like a little bit bigger than a night crawler but you know how I be thinking, I'm like, nah, bro, you, 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 first of all, you going the wrong way. You going closer towards the house. Second of all, um, you going to get bigger. So I immediately went to go look because, you know, we do have them. Um, my dad's old school, you know, and as well as my grandfather and my grand, whatever, a hoe. I go look for a hoe specifically. Now, mind you, <laughs> this shows you how you could be old analysis by paralysis. This story is going to be loaded. But mind you. I had a lot of other tools sitting right there, but I just had to have a sniper rifle, right? I could have picked up a shovel. I could have picked up a rock. I could have stepped on the joker, real talk, right? Mamba, I adopted him, like, and I'm starting to realize, like, this dude hasn't never seen no kind of animal. So he walked right over the joint. So by the time I go and get the hole, find the perfect weapon, instead of using what was there, this joker gone, right? So a little fast forward now my, this whole time i had been like if i've gone out there to walk this man in those situations in this area which is definitely a snake haven probably well over a thousand times i had always been subconscious about a snake that i had never seen and it's almost like and i want to be careful with my words right i kind of created that made my imagination this uh, manifested this snake all right so now i'm super duper like aware now mind you I'm like six foot, six foot one, 200 pounds, reasonably athletic. Just if you just sit there and think about that and take like fear out of the equation, it's no way I don't, you know, unless it's like poisonous and one of those, which is not known to this area. Like, hey, bro, I should be well equipped to handle a snake. Right. Anyway. So now I'm geeked up. Right. All these years here, I have been worried about I've never seen one. Now I actually see one. So now my mind going every time I go out there. My mind goes so crazy that one day I was out there and I have these uh solar powered like pathway lights that you put into the ground. And I have some extra ones. So I had actually taken the lights and 
set them up one by the stand where I keep some of the shovels. I shovel his poop every time he goes, you know, I'm responsible, whatever, whatever. But it's just little stuff, guy stuff, little bachelor. Some of it is unnecessary. Right. So I set one of them there and I set one down by the rocks that are close to the fence in the area where the uh, runoff is and where Snake Haven. Right. I'm really overdoing it because at this point, I think I had gotten an app, which I deleted called Next Door, where you can see what's going on with your neighbors. Long story short, just going through there one night, I had seen somebody put something about snakes and was like, yeah, what happened? And it made sense. And it's probably true. It made sense. It was like, what happens is when it rains a lot, be careful because all these people are like, oh, this was in my garage. It was like, yeah, when it rains, it brushes, the, it washes the snakes especially with me living next to the runoff. It washes the snakes out of their burrows and out in the open. I was like, dang, that makes sense. Damn, show does. You know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing about those snakes, right? So I set up one down by the rocks, another one of these uh, solar lights. Now, they're activated. You have to, like, kind of bump them or touch them. If it, it, it depends. If they're super-duper charged, excuse me, if they're super-duper charged, they'll just stay on all the time. If not, you got to at least tap them for them to activate at night. All right. So fast forward. So now uh, I go out there one uh, time, one one uh, evening. Well, it wasn't evening. It was like midday with Mamba. I don't know why I'm depending on him to even see a snake or recognize it or have any kind of reaction to it. But I'm just kind of like in my phone, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Right. I drop something on the ground. Y'all know where I'm going with this, man. I drop something on the ground. I just go down and pick that joint up, right? As soon as I put my hand down, I see something move. Boy, let me tell you something, man. I like to think I'm a courageous person, right? Like, because I definitely overkill, right? Like, go get my licensed weapon and go take care of the snake, even though it's probably not necessary. He probably did something my dad say very uh, He more scared of you than you are of it. But anyway, can you imagine just being absent-minded, having that snake, and you dropping something, so you so absent-minded, you just look down, and it's right there by your hand. Bruh, this snake was so big, I was like, clearly, this had to be somebody's pet, bro. Had to be somebody's pet. So now I don't reach close to where he started moving. Mamba see him, and he kind of looking at me. He don't even see the snake, and the snake's crawling up towards some rocks. Boy, I hightail it towards my hoe. Right. So I get up there, realize I got I start overthinking it again, got my sandals on. I don't have no real shoes on. And I remember my granddad being like, yo, when you've been dealing with snake, you da, 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 da. Long story short, by the time I get everything together, this dude is long gone. Now, fast forward. I'm wrapping this up because this is all about weapon selection, going into things proper, uh, properly, suiting yourself. Right. So the next night I go out there. Man, I'm on 10 at this point. I got the hoe. Um, now, mind you what I said about the lights, but we're not talking about. So I got the hoe, and I'm just on edge. I'm on edge. I'm on edge. I'm on edge. About two weeks go by, and it rains. And when it rains near the runoff, it's like a mini stream going through my backyard, bro. And all I'm thinking about is that next door post that said, yo, it washes the snakes out of their deer, right? I go out there. It's not raining, but it's still wet, and it's dark now. I got the hoe. I got Mamba, who's my kid, oblivious. I'm near the rocks. He go towards the rocks. I got the light near the rock. I got the hoe and I hear something. And I'm panicking and I'm jumping and I and, and I kind of like knock the hoe into the light. And it turns the light on and all of a sudden my path is illuminated. This is deep, y'all. And I'm not making this up. So that's very deep. But 
to keep it simple for this episode, we'll get into that story more because it was very deep for me about manifestation, being so confused, you're choosing the wrong weapon and how I was led from a dangerous weapon to hold to the light. But anyway, weapon selection and suiting yourself. Let me just build on my example and then I'm going to give y'all just a few quick things y'all can do to make sure when you go into life's adversities, life's hurdles and life situations, you're suiting yourself so that your outcome is more suitable. That's a bar. So in my situation, I had a uh, an event or an adversity or an obstacle or a fear or a worry or something that I want to overcome with the snake. I had plenty of weapons, even from the beginning, with the baby snake. However, because I didn't choose the right reaction or use my energy properly, and I didn't learn because I wasn't uh, reacting properly and aware of the situation from my first situation with the baby snake, not only did I not uh, arm myself correctly uh, the initial time, Right. I didn't learn from the baby snake to arm myself even better for the immediate for the initial run in with the big snake. On top of all this, my emotions got overly involved. My fear of the snake when logically, like I had said, literally to this day, I've only seen two live snakes and it's only been since I've had mon- Mamba. What am I worried about something for? My father was right. It's more scared of me than I am of it, even when I had walked up on it. My man went to the uh, National Geographic. He, um, because he realized the situation that he was well equipped for, right? He camouflaged with the environment and was still. And had I not dropped that, I wouldn't have never seen him. So he probably was like, dang, man, my camouflage broken. But anyway, a lot of things happen. But let's build up from that. I realized, because there's an end to this story. I realized in my, um, I wouldn't even call it not my second, but. It wasn't even a run in, but my third of it in reference to the snake, when I used the hole to hit the light going forward, I uh, didn't necessarily grab a hole if it was at night. And if I did, my first uh, reasoning for grabbing that tool was not to attack the snake, but to stick it out in front of me like, no disrespect, a blind person till I hit one of those little lights and they came on to illuminate my path. Where am I going with this? Being prepared, suiting up, it does take thought. And let me go to my scripture right quick, man. God believe in retesting, bro. And he has a sense of humor. Sometimes I laugh because I can see in retrospect, like he will retest you if there's a lesson there. I always say this, man, inside of that stressing, it's a lesson and that's the blessing. And I know that sounds corny but i use it every day especially when i face adversity ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 through 17 it gives you this armor to arm yourself with and if you go deeper each one of those pieces of armor means something even from the shoe of the gospel which i'm doing humbly right now by using scripture to spread word to an audience it's the good news When it comes to holding yourself accountable and looking at your strengths and weaknesses, man, you got to put on that breastplate of righteousness, man. When it comes to righteousness or God, man, there is no other say. It's what he's saying. That's it. You got to be prepared 
by analyzing and putting yourself around or utilizing the tools around you that are best fit to overcome whatever you're facing effectively and efficiently. And that starts with awareness. So here's a couple of things you can do to uh, improve arming yourself or suiting yourself appropriately when you uh, come in face with life's challenges. All right. Number one, you must understand what the tools or the weapons available to you are and what they do. I repeat, you must understand what the tools and weapons available to you for the situation are and what they do. This takes time and effort. When we come to ourselves, you got to know what your triggers are. Like people just be ignoring that stuff, bro. If you know that somebody raising their voice is going to make you mad and you know you have to have a conversation with somebody who's naturally loud, why wouldn't you equip yourself with the proper mentality to understand not to take it personally? And that's just how they speak so that you're able to have this interaction with this individual without it going left. Ta-da, whole formula. Got to know what's available to you and how to use it, right? Number two, you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses so that you can suit yourself with the proper tools or weapons available to cover your weaknesses and enhance your strengths. One more time. You have to know your strengths and your weaknesses so that you can know how the tools and the weapons available to you can cover your weaknesses and enhance your strengths. Let's go back to what I said about wearing a suit. Bro, if you know that you might be going into an interview where everybody went to an Ivy League school and you went to a regular college, you might have more fashion sense. Don't beat up on yourself. You better get your extra points by dressing yourself up to at least make you look on the same level. You have to know your and this go and this goes to the third part. The third part. You have to know and understand your audience or your situation outside of yourself. You have to know and understand your audience and your situation outside of yourself. That means unbiasedly. If you're dealing with somebody outside of yourself, it wouldn't behoove you to try to use your logic, your thoughts about how things could go, your culture and your background to try to get a certain result or outcome with somebody who doesn't mimic that exact same profile. I'm going to just keep it real with you, right? When I went and my mom didn't, I think I talked about it. And I'm just going to keep it real, real quick. Man, when I went to high school, my mother literally looked at the best schools in the state. And at that time, it was Gwinnett County, which was a majority white. Fast forward through all of that. My experiences at that school, in retrospect, you can put me in an office with, I don't know, Donald Trump. And I have been, no cap. You can put me in a studio with Future. Yo Gotti, 21 Savage, and I know how to interact with each one of those people without making myself look completely foolish. And there's a couple of things that's going on. The three things I just told you. I understand what tools are available to me or what weapons are available to me and what they do in those situations because all these things build. Donald Trump, I understand that my charisma and my ability to seem less smarter than I am Right. 
I know I have charm. Like humbly, I know I have charm. Those are some of the things I could use to my advantage. What else? I know that I'm knowledgeable about golf and decent enough to speak to him. And I know he's knowledgeable and likes to golf. That's all I need in order to get that connect. Because I don't care what anybody says or what your political affiliation is. If you have a chance to put Donald Trump in your phone as a contact, you're putting it in there. If not, this is the wrong thing you're listening to. We're about unbiased and, you know, getting things accomplished. Right? So let's jump to number two. And this is going to be our recap. This is going to count as our recap. Let's jump to number two and how I can use it in the opposite situation in the studio with these people who, like, financially and when it comes to music are known in upper echelon i know my strengths and my weaknesses and how i can use them to enhance my strengths and cover my weaknesses so i actually went to college for music theory right i know a majority of trap or hood producers a majority of them just be pounding the keyboard and know how to operate their systems and don't understand music theory or counts or steps or anything like that i know that i understand the business and copyright um part of it not better than them but better than the average person that they gonna run into i'm gonna lean on that I'm not going to talk too much about credits for other artists when I know that certain things can be looked up to. So I'm not going to brag on that. I'm not going to shove my beats in their face when I know they see that every day. I know I could be charming and relatable. I'm going to lay back and like humbly like, man, big bang. I don't even want to name drop, but it's just like I've been in so many situations where I've been with people who are trying to block me from getting exposed or connection with that person. They'd be like, yo, big dog, what's up with you? What's your beats hitting on? Or what you do. I know what highlights my strengths and my weaknesses and what tools are available there for me. Number three. Knowing my audience (laughs) and the situation. Donald Trump, if my end goal is to get him as a contact, it don't even matter as for what. Trust me, it could be used. I'm going to stay away from things that are touchy. I probably wouldn't even have a conversation with this dude about politics. Maybe about the money and the financials. Because while everybody else is griping, I'm trying to get the knowledge out of it so I can move more effectively. When it comes to the music, when they start talking about that hood stuff, my father's side of the family and some of the people I work with, they're related, but I ain't in it. I don't have nothing to say about no blue, no red, no nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah, blue. Phi Beta Sigma, sir. Most importantly, green. I don't care. How can we mix whatever your color is and whatever color he is to get green? Know your audience and your situation. I ain't going to play tough. If if it's man, it's just so many different things that I'm aware of. I'm going to be armed around those type of dudes. I ain't going to be the guy with it walking around with it like I'm on GTA. It's going like I'm not going to put myself in those situations. So now you got to explain and now you got to get into some hood thing. You end up online. Nah, bro. Know your audience and situation. Ladies and gentlemen, suit yourself by suiting yourself to get the outcome most suitable. That's a bar. Don't steal it. And that is going to bring it into episode 404. Suit yourself. Follow me on all platforms. I appreciate the constant and consistent love. Please reach out and talk to me. I am not arrogant. And I'm going to leave y'all with some encouragement, man. I know it sounds corny, but if you've listened to this 40 minutes so far and you don't believe in yourself or you've never heard anyone say they believe in you, right? 
or you just need a pat on the back because I don't care what nobody says. Everybody needs that every once in a while. Yo, I believe in you. Keep your head up. Push forward. A majority of the time, man, what it is you desire is just one step further than what you have normally gone. That's where your breakthrough is. Keep your head up. Stay up. You got this. Reach out to me, man. Anybody who needs it, man, humbly, I might not know it all, but I could put you in the right situation if you just want to talk when it comes to mental health and things of that nature. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. Until next week, I love y'all. Stay up. Man, let's go into this week properly suiting ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.